0: Everybody, welcome to the Muscle Intelligence podcast. We're doing a special live edition here in the studio in Tampa, Florida. We've got the experts and creators from my new favorite biohacking piece the Biocharger. We've got Jim Gerard and Jim Law sitting here with me. And we're gonna tell you guys everything there is to know about this amazing biohacking modality. I've had it in my gym now for coming up on four or five months and our members are using it, I'm using it, my team is using it and we're getting some data, we're getting some insights. We've had people coming in to treat health conditions. We've had people coming in to optimize performance and the implications and effects so far that we've seen have been absolutely tremendous. So I really wanted to get to the bottom of how this stuff works. As you guys know, I'm a bit of a skeptic and I need to have some logical linear understanding of how this really works so i went straight to the source i brought the two guys in who are responsible for this business jim gerard the creator jim law the ceo am i correct mm-hmm. yeah so i went to the source because this thing's awesome and if you guys have seen it before it's this thing that kind of looks like the flux capacitor sitting in the gym <laughs> and makes funny noises emits funny colors actually really really cool colors but I wanted to understand how it works because everyone on my team is actually feeling a difference. And it's a really interesting thing. I can feel it three offices away when I'm sitting in here. And I'm just like, what is this thing actually doing? So I wanted to go. Let's start with you, Jim. And like, tell me how this thing came about. Like, Where did the creation of the biocharger start in your mind? So for me, it was uh, back in
1: the 1980s. I had a landscaping company. I was 25, 26 years old. Started coming down with the alopecia. Hair falling out and first started looking at my diet and things like that. And I had a landscaping company at the time and thought maybe that was the source. So I ended up going to a organic farm convention. And there, believe it or not, I learned about subtle energy and Nikola Tesla. So there's an inventor back in the 1860s and 1940s that most people may not know. His name was Nikola Tesla, not the car guy, but the inventor guy and became very inspired by his works. And about a year later, came across another guy named George Okoski and Royal Wright, who were doing some amazing things with radio waves and health. And there was this and stories about them back in the 30s and 40s. So I started experimenting and building various devices and had friends come by and using it. And next thing I know, in the early 90s, I started selling them. And it's been a path ever since. And it's just amazing over the years, the responses that I've heard, you know, Shared with me a few of your stories, but we hear that on a a very regular basis. But it all goes back to the inventor Nikola Tesla.
0: Do you have a background in this? So, my background
1: was applied math. So, but also growing up, I was really good with my hands. Uh, I used to race go karts as a kid. And, you know, we built our own cars, we did our own motor work. When I had my landscaping company, I made my trailers and, you know, did all my own engine work. So, I was really good with my hands, but I was also very good mathematically. So, I came across this my senior year of college and just became so fascinated with the work and just the idea of frequencies and harmonics and just where it is everywhere in nature. I mean, it's all pervasive throughout the whole universe and what is that actually is and, you know, Tesla, that's what he devoted his life to investigating.
0: Right. So many people it's put so much weight on school, like, hey, I went to school for whatever, but we all know true education starts when you stop school, right? When school ends is when real education begins. So when your friends were coming over and testing out these gadgets you were making, what types of results were they seeing and what types of things were you seeing? Probably the
1: most dramatic things I saw right away was a friend that had acne really bad. And he had it for as long as everyone knew. Started using a biocharge and all of a sudden it just cleared up. I mean, completely cleared up. And that was back in the day I was burning and learning and, you know, I was building different devices. I'd burn something up and, you know, be down for a little while. And After it was down, it would come back and you'd come back on it. would clear right back up again. So I thought that was pretty amazing. And then we had a few little things with my younger brother got hurt on this going down a hill sled. That was probably the very earliest thing that I saw. He had bruised nose and, you know, within the next day or day or two days, what we thought was going to be a lot worse was a lot better. So when I ended up moving to Montana, that was a little bit progressive area. There was quite a few people in the area that were aware of Nikola Tesla or aware of George Okoski. So they started coming over with many more different issues. We saw uh, one person had a, they were battling chronic fatigue really bad. And it really helped in her support of that more energy. And at that point, that's when I started selling them. And then we did a small pilot study in the late nineties with the biocharger. And that was really one of the biggest, I thought was a, a big momentum for us. So we had some interesting results with a couple people with AIDS. So we did an AIDS study. And within that AIDS study, it was 10 people participated in it, it was run through a medical doctor. We saw things like Carposi's sarcoma, the cancerous lesions, thrush th- fungal pneumonia, the opportunistic infections, as well as T cells go up, viral load go down. So we saw some interesting... So, so you were getting rid of those things. Yes, Yeah. As before and after. on there. They did uh, viral load tests, they did PCR load counts, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, just over the years, we just started to evolve it. I came across some other works of Royal Rife. There was another gentleman who was using a slightly different way of generating harmonics and frequencies. And I really wanted to start to mold all these different approaches together, which is really what the genesis of what this biocharger
0: is. What was the first frequency or the first range of frequencies used in the biocharger, and what was the reason for starting with that? So my first design was a spark gap design. So the spark gap Tesla coil it generated a
1: wide range of frequencies and harmonics. It, you It know, covered the whole spectrum from AM, FM, short wave, long wave, UHF, VHF, microwave, millimeter, all the way up to visible light. So we're producing this wide spectrum of frequencies and harmonics. The problem with it was not variable, I couldn't adjust it, I couldn't change it, I couldn't pinpoint it, the harmonics and frequencies generated, whereas later on I came across this work of Royal Rife where he was actually able to adjust and change these frequencies and harmonics, and I based this version of the biocharger on that process, and as you change pulse frequencies you generate unique sets of harmonics and frequencies, and uh, you can actually calculate what harmonics and frequencies you are generating. So, with this version, we were able to marry both the idea of using the Tesla coil and the high voltage and the frequencies and harmonics and the way they generate it. Using solid state, now we're able to control those
0: harmonics and frequencies generated. Awesome. So, you speak about frequencies and harmonics. Can you define those and are they the same or are they different? Harmonics are related to frequencies. So, you
1: basically, you would have a fundamental frequency and then you generate harmonics higher up. It's like in music. You have your fundamental note and then if you harmonize things together, you generate different notes further up. Similarly speaking, if you generate two different radio stations simultaneously, like what we're doing with the biocharger, you generate unique sets of harmonics And these harmonics span, so like our fundamental is AM radio range, 217 kilohertz, but we generate harmonics that go way beyond that. They go through shortwave, longwave, UHF, microwave, millimeter, all the way up. So that's what harmonics are really the mixture of the two tones together to generate unique sets of frequencies that go all the way up. So when I hear harmonics, I assume sounds. Sounds right. and beyond sounds. I mean, harmonics aren't just on the sound level, but you go beyond sound with harmonics. You, you know, I can produce harmonics in the microwave range where you're not actually hearing it, but you're producing it. Same thing in the millimeter range, you know, 1G, 2G. You create harmonics sure. all the way up through
0: visible light. Sure. So when people hear frequencies and harmonics, I'm sure the brain is going straight to radio frequencies, EMFs, electromagnetic like stuff. So how does that compare to what we're being subjected to with the biocharger?
1: So one thing is we've always been exposed to those frequencies and harmonics. One of the biggest sources are lightning discharges. Believe it or not, we literally have 100 lightning strikes every second on the planet that produces unique sets of hundreds of thousands of different harmonics and frequencies that are ringing in the upper atmosphere. As well as from cosmic noise and cosmic rays. So, if you imagine other planets having the same lightning discharges, some of them, like Jupiter, which have massive lightning discharges, they're producing massive amounts of radio frequencies and harmonics that go throughout the whole universe. And you know, our biggest source in our solar system is actually the sun. So, we have all these solar flares and things like that that are going off. They're also emitting these very helpful harmonics and frequencies and to me it's the all prevailing energy that goes throughout the whole universe. So when you say helpful, how is that helpful?
0: To the earth or to the
1: species? To the animals or? So, so if you really think about it, our bodies are really electrical. Well first of all we're sitting on this highly charged particle called earth. So we're flying through this earth that's super highly charged, we're ringing the upper atmosphere of hundreds of thousands of different harmonics and frequencies. We're literally sitting on a rock that's you know millions of volts charged. So being it around all that, as well as our brains are electrical, our heart's electrical, our nervous system's electrical, chemistry is electrical, and even on a cell, cells are electrical. So you have voltage, you have frequency, you have reactants and capacitance. It's all measured in it. So the frequency is related. So if you Measure the diameter of a cell, there's a corresponding distance. That distance corresponds to a wavelength or frequency. So if I hit that right frequency, I can transfer energy into it, much like if I take two tuning forks of the same pitch. If I hit one, and I, the other one starts to vibrate through sympathetic vibration. Similarly, on a radio, that's really what happens. You have this antenna ringing at your radio transmitter a specific frequency, and you have this little radio receiver that's literally vibrating over here. And that's what you're picking up. That's why when I change that radio station, I won't pick up that station. It's because I changed that resonant frequency. Well, on a cellular level, it's the same thing. There's a resonant frequency associated to that particular cell that it vibrates at. And if you hit that right frequency, you can transfer energy much like the tuning fork through sympathetic vibration. You can transfer energy into it. But more importantly, there's another part of it that we're also affecting is that voltage. So not only are we communicating on a cellular level the frequencies that's designed to be, but we're also superimposing a voltage on that. So the voltage, the importance of the voltage is, is it's actually to charge that cell up. You know, what do we mean by charging that cell up? There's actually a charge that's stored across the cell membrane. And that charge really determines a lot of things, determines how you uptake your nutrients, determines how you detoxify your cells. So if you're not uptaking the nutrients, you're not getting the nutrients in the cell. But more importantly, if that cell membrane isn't gating properly, you're also not detoxifying. And when that happens, your cell just sits there and ferments. And that's part of that dying process. So it's important that you have that uptake of nutrients as well as detoxification. But most importantly, it's all about making new cells better. So if you really think about it, our bodies are always making new cells. So my body today is completely different than the body I had three years ago. There's not a single cell that's in my body today that's the same as what I had three years ago. It's because we're always making new cells. So the importance of that charge is how the cell also makes new cells better. So with the cell sufficient there, you can affect the way the mitochondria is being produced. And you're actually producing healthier cells versus
0: unhealthier cells if you have that proper charge across there. Very, very cool. Very. That was a great explanation. That made so much more sense. So my brain's going down the path of you're increasing the amount of charge in the cell, and at what point is it too much? At what point, like there needs to be, I'm sure. Maybe you can explain it. There's a response to an electrical impulse going into a cell, like the voltage gated calcium channel scenario, right? At what point is it too much? And have you guys considered that? Like, you know, is too much exposure of this going to in some way going to be negative? for someone's health? Or is it going to some way that you know, we talked about with the cancer cells? At what point is that negative voltage going to start overriding, you know, potentially causing harmful effects?
1: Well, I think on the healthy cells, you're going to be required to hit millions of volts in order to have that accomplished.
0: And it's millivolts, the, like yeah. this is thousands of a cell, right? Well, okay.
1: internally in the cell, you talk about millivolts, but right. surrounding the cells, the cell membrane, that acts like an insulator dielectric, and that's really the switch. So. It's much like a car battery. So if I have a car battery and it's a 12-volt battery and I hook up six volts to it, I can sit there all day long and nothing's going to happen to the battery. It's not going to charge. But when I flip it over to 12 volts, it's actually going to start to pump up and charge and be fully charged at that point. Well, the cellular level is the same thing. So if you get that voltage sufficiently high enough, you're going to start to be able to start to charge the cell up voltage isn't high enough you know nothing's really going to happen if it gets way too high you require tens of millions of volts and you're going to start burning healthy cells and stem cells and things like that but lower voltages at that point what's going to happen is probably the unhealthy cells they're going to probably burn out because that's what happens with the cell membrane whereas the healthy cells are going to start leaking voltage into it and actually charge that cell up but it's really in that voltage range and it's Part of, you know, the special sauce that we've created, we've identified, you know, some of these early scientists identified that voltage range
0: that you really want to be operating in, and that's the ranges that we look at. And from your experience and from the scientific data you're aware of, is there any negative effect to being exposed to the lower frequencies that aren't hitting that cellular voltage capacity over a long period of time? So I'm just going down the path of like the lower voltage, you mean the lower frequency. Sorry, voltage. So, like you said, the car battery example. So, I know I have a 12-volt car battery, but if I'm exposed to 6 volts over a long period of time, will that in some way negatively impact the battery?
1: Yeah, and that's really what we're talking about on a cellular level. So, ultimately, even when I pull my battery away, so I pull away the electric charge called biocharger, and I'm just sitting there with my cells. My cells are actually holding that charge across that cell membrane. For how long? That's always there until death. I mean, that's really what determines
0: but yeah. if we pump up the charge, how long does that
1: take? Oh, it'll slowly go back down. I mean, it could be you know a matter of minutes, but within that matter of minutes, you're also having a lot of action happening within the cell. But then when it goes back to its normal level, it's going to be maybe slightly higher as a result of that versus the same as what was prior to doing it, because the cell always likes to hit that balance of median, you know, because you got that cell, you got the median in and around the cell, and that's just this one massive charge. And it'll finally reach down to its natural state of where the cell is. But in that process, when it's the higher charge, any of the impurities, you're going to start seeing that process decomposition, things like that. That's where some of the detoxification effects. So you're cleaning up the cell a little bit. So when it's back to normal,
0: it's actually going to hold a higher charge, basically. Awesome. Now, Jim, I know you don't it guys don't make any medical claims like it heals anything but as far as quantifying this charge of the cell being in this ideal range have you done any studies familiar with any studies of of where the
2: ideal cell functions and uh, how you guys are impacting that so One of the challenges, as you can tell just in a short amount of time with Jim, is he's got a very good technical understanding of this. And one of the challenges I have working with the artist as the entrepreneur is trying to find a way to explain this. And so we've done a fair amount of research to look at, you know, some pretty well-known authority figures that have done studies in in these areas. And one that I would quote is uh, Dr. Jerry Tennant. He actually wrote a great book called Voltage is Healing, and there are several podcasts out with him, Dr. Mercola. But essentially, the problem and the problem that is why I got engaged with the biocharger that we're trying to solve is that there's about 45% of Americans, 133 million of us, have at least one form of chronic disease. And you know why is that? Despite modern medicine, advances in science and technology, as a race, we're starting to get really aware of that and trying to take great care of ourselves, yet we're still, overall, our health is declining as a nation. And- When you look at Tennant's work, what he's identified is that, so first off, he determined that in chronic disease, there's one common characteristic across all chronic disease, which is inadequate cellular voltage. He has studies and has done the research that have identified that a healthy cell functions at about minus 25 millivolts. Now, the way he describes is you have energy donors and energy takers. And the reason it's a negative is because it's actually producing and generating and releasing that kind of voltage. So that's a good thing. It actually takes minus 50 millivolts to make a new cell. So, you know, kind of following that line of thinking about the energy or the voltage, he found that the only way chronic disease can occur is when you lose the ability to make new cells that work properly. So we look around us and say, okay, why do so many of us have inadequate cellular voltage? And we believe that a big part of that is because all of the natural sources, a lot of what Jim was just talking about, exist in nature. In fact, all of the sources that our body needs to have adequate cellular voltage exist outside in nature, and we don't anymore in modern society. We try and we're becoming more aware, but in comparison to the way our bodies were designed, if you just think about it logically, prior to modern man, we were awake during and outside, right? Hunting, yeah. gathering, doing whatever it was we did. Connected with the earth. Yeah, moving, like, yeah. yeah in nature, yeah. while it was light. And then when you were dark, you didn't have artificial light, you know, you went in and you slept at night. Even the movement piece, right? Like movement creates electricity if we're sitting on our butts so much. Yeah. Cadian rhythms. I mean, all of that, that stuff didn't just come up. That's in our DNA. That's innate. And so when we looked and saw, okay, how can we mimic nature? How can we, as Jim kind of described it, instead of looking at the body as a biochemistry, you look at it more as an electrical system. And if we're trying to infuse the right level of energy into the system, let's find a way to replicate the natural sources of energy that are there and not only replicate, but find a way to amplify them so that... And also to produce and control them in the same way that nature does. So that we're taking four essential energy types now, and in a 15-minute session sitting next to the biocharger, your body is being exposed and being bathed with all these natural sources of air. Well, tell me about that. What are the four essential... Energy types. So on a high level, uh, and then Jim can go deep. PEMF, pulse electromagnetic fields, very popular. You know, a yeah, lot it's of huge. yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of different ways to apply it. What we were able to do with the Biocharger is find a way to develop a high enough concentration of those rich PEMF fields. We control them by the specific frequencies that we have. So we have software that does that. But we're also able to allow you to not have to be physically connected. You're sitting near it, and your whole body is getting a PEMF therapy. The second is light. So a lot of people are familiar with red light therapy, cold laser, infrared, far infrared. Those are all, as Jim was describing, part of the visible light spectrum. What we're actually doing is taking gases, noble and inert gases that exist in nature, and combining them together and using the same technique that nature does to ignite those gases to create those visible light frequencies. So Jim mentioned there's a hundred lightning strikes a second happening that is igniting the gases in our atmosphere which is why the sky is blue mm-hmm. and why if we're looking at the biocharger not running now these tubes are clear when we activate it you'll see each of the tubes will have a distinct color it's mimicking the same gases that are in our atmosphere but there's no electrical circuit here so we're actually producing and igniting the gases the same way nature does by using the high voltage effect that's the third type of energy that the biocharger produces so we talked about tesla and you know he did amazing things. Most people have no idea how much he really had to do with telegraph, AC. I mean, just it goes yeah. beyond. Yeah. So anyway, but the Tesla coil, by producing the high voltage, Jim could go into you know more detail on some studies that were done. But if you're able to produce high voltage, it's healthy for good, healthy cells, perfectly spherical cells. But you can also use air as a conductor. Versus having to have physical contact. So, by charging the air that we're sitting in next to the biocharger and combining with the other types of energy, it actually helps raise your cellular voltage from a high concentration of voltage at the cell membrane, which then causes the cell to electroporate and allows small voltage or low voltage in. And again, another effect. And then the fourth type is we call it radio-based frequencies and harmonics. So Royal Rife, if anyone's ever heard of him or haven't, Google it. Pretty amazing what he did, but he was all about using kind of radio waves and targeting certain frequencies that could affect different parts of our body. Jim did a lot of work, built Rife machines back in the day and incorporated that, but that was kind of the fourth component and the fourth energy type. So PEMF, light or photonic energy, bio modulation, high voltage, and radio based frequencies and harmonics.
0: Can you tell us about PEMF Jim? This is something that we hear a lot of and we see people, you know, laying on these mats that are supposed to be beneficial. Are you familiar with? How do they work? And does this work in the same way? Yeah, so at the
1: base, it's producing that magnetic field. That magnetic field is very similar to, like if I produce a magnetic field and I put a wire in it, what happens is it induces a voltage in that wire. Similarly speaking, if you look at the RNA-DNA, it's a helix coil. If you expose that to a magnetic field, it'll actually induce a voltage into that helix coil, which in turn charges your cell on a cellular level, which is differently than what we're doing up here with the voltage, which is 180 degrees out of phase with this, that we're producing the higher voltages where we're conducting voltage. So now we're actually making the air a conductor. And we're adding voltage that way versus inducing it into the nucleus of the cell. So this works on a completely different level than what the electric field is. But they're similar in nature. In the end, it's all about charging the cell membrane. One does it by inducing the voltage. The other one does it by more conducting the voltage.
0: So, Jim, as I mentioned, when we started the podcast, I've had people come into the gym to use the biocharger. And this isn't my words, but there is you've seen the testimonials written life-changing results and so that really is kind of what started to open my eyes and go okay well there's something significant here and you know i believe in the healing benefits of the earth right i believe in the healing benefits of the sun and natural water sources unfortunately a lot of those things are corrupted unfortunately our lives get in the way we can't get it in the sun all the time i believe in the healing benefits of infrared light and, and all these other things And you guys have taken it all and kind of condensed it into one biohack Really? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things you guys have seen or or the rejuvenation benefits you guys have, have seen or experienced yourself?
2: And maybe you can tell me what they are. You can tell me how they work. Sure. So, you know, just kind of going back to the body heals itself by regeneration. So we're constantly making new cells and whether it's regeneration or dealing with an injury or dealing with stress or toxicity, the only mechanism our body has to improve is to regenerate. And people, I think, don't realize how much or how fast the body actually regenerates certain organs and areas. And, you know, we were talking earlier with your wife a little bit about, you know, leaky gut. And you know, she was pretty surprised to know that the lining of your gut is completely replaced every three days. So our liver, it's every eight weeks. Um, The skin that we're in right now is every six weeks. So we're entirely, you know, it's all about that ability to make new cells that work properly. And when you do, you know, most of us think about nutrition and exercise, of course. I mean, those are two of the pillars to good health, even at the cellular level cellular level, that uptake of nutrients, is determined by how much oxygen can be absorbed in the inner cell, which is mainly water, though it's a proven scientific fact that water cannot absorb oxygen without the presence of voltage. But you've also got to deal with toxicity at the cellular level. And if you have the proper voltage, if you're able to restore yourself to optimal voltage, then your uptake of nutrients, oxygen absorption in the cell improves. That boosts ATP production, the battery of the cell, and that kind of supercharges the mitochondria would make new cells. While simultaneously, you're dealing with toxicity and eliminating free radicals and oxidative stress that are in the cell, and it's important to detoxify at the cellular level. So if you say, on a general scale, we all benefit by biocharging and i think there's some truth to that by the way it seems like it's got something for everyone the general benefits people tend to notice right away if we're if we're fortunate enough to be very healthy are we might notice that we go into a deeper stage of sleep it definitely causes you maybe not to sleep more but to go into a more restful stage of sleep deeper stage of REM and we all know our body can heal better when you're in a deep stage of sleep Absolutely. And you better? I do it three. Uh, No, no. But I can tell you some stories. So the general wellness factor, trying to throw me off, aren't you? (laughs) The, The general wellness factor applies to everybody. And not only is it sleep, it's energy. You feel not hyped. You just feel more clear in a word. You have better mental clarity. You have more stamina. You recover faster. Those are all general benefits. And people tell us that they're happier. So it's not a medical device. But these are the common themes that we hear in general. Sure. Now, what we've also been able to do, and what Jim had started to do, was to combine all these technologies using very analog technology. When we got were able to get together, we said, well, what the hell would Tesla and Rife and all these guys do if they were alive today? Would they be using vacuum tubes and spark gaps? And you know, when you talk about flux capacitor, I mean in a way, Jim is Doc out of back to the future. You can tell you some great stories around it, but we basically said, how would they look at it? What would they do? So we built out the cloud infrastructure. We said, it's got to be software based. We want to make it an open system so people way smarter than us can help develop new ways to have it help more people. And we developed this concept called Recipes. So Recipe is a specific energy and frequency program designed for a specific desired outcome. We're a little bit wordy there, but the bottom line is that we can target using frequencies and power levels and all these variables that we're controlling here in these energy types to very specific indications to assist in support of recovery from a wide range of conditions. We accelerate bone healing. We can accelerate recovery of injuries, workout recoveries, muscle tissue, all of these types of things we're assisting in support of recovery from, I'm very careful to say that. But the stories that we hear range from people that on one end of the spectrum have really suffered with chronic disease for an extended period of time and spent, in some cases, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to find a way to get their life back to normal. And somehow the biocharger has been introduced to them and somehow they have begun improving radically. And it's not just the biocharger, but like-minded people start to communicate and share best practices. And so we really look at our community and by these all being connected around the world, we've actually got researchers and practitioners globally that are working on different recipes for the biocharger we vet them all we control that and then we release them to the cloud and every customer every one of our clients around the world has access to what is now a library of over 750 recipes it's hard to come up with something we don't have a recipe for now but if you do we'll find a way there's research and we can look at the exact correlation between certain frequencies and a body part a type of parasite, I mean, you can right. get specific.
0: Jim spoke about the transcription of new cells, right? The generation of new cells happening in such an acute level. Do you know of any way that energy is directly impacting DNA transcription, mRNA transcription and how that works together? Or is it just an ATP thing? Well, I think in
1: that whole process, it's going to be changing you know, It's part of when it's making that new cell, it's actually going to be made in a better form, which is really in effect. It's changing some of those mutations. What does that mean? Explain that to me. A healthy cell tends to be more of a spherical cell, has a certain insulation capability around that cell membrane, whereas an unhealthy
0: cell tends to be more... But if we talking logical. about the transcription of a new cell, it means in some way the DNA has been altered, right? So if a cell is becoming unhealthy and that cell then transcribes its next version of itself. It's then the unhealthy version of the DNA. Do we know of any direct way that electricity is impacting the DNA or the epigenetic expression of that DNA? I think that that's really – I've never really seen the actual studies of
1: changing the DNA. Maybe there is. I didn't really look for that. But uh, in the end, I think that that's really what's happening, is the cell is actually being made better – not better, but back to its – normal, healthy form. So in essence, there's something that has to actually be changing in
0: there. So you think there may even be a reversal process here, rather than kind of the halting of the detrimental effect of these cells or the detrimental processes of these cells, you think there's actually going to be a reversal? I think that there can be effect where you have, if you have the proper energy, the cell, I think
1: cells inherit to last for a very long time, if not forever, given the proper energies. You know, I think it's mostly related to charge, in my opinion. I think once charge is there, cells going
0: to just continue to split and be healthy. If it's not as healthy, I think it's going to get to a state where it is going to be healthy. You may want to look into that. That may be something to consider, right? Because it's been suggested that a cell has a certain number of programmed cell deaths before it reaches cellular senescence. And then, well, in what way is charging going to impact that? And in what way is the DNA transcription going to impact that? And is the electrical charge impacting the DNA transcription in any way? Because that seems to be in some ways, impacting it, maybe we just don't know how yet. Exactly, and I think that there is. It's related to that charge,
1: but exactly what is the mechanism associated with it on the DNA transfer? A particular, right? Uh, I, I think that it's a very complex issue. I think that right. there's going to be relationships with frequencies cool. because you know it isn't just a matter of voltage; it's going to have an impact on it. But there's going to be you know, there's sure. resonant frequencies. There's ways to quantify
0: it now, right? So I don't know really anything about it, but there's an mRNA sequencing device. Whereas basically looking at the epigenetics of, of the cell, epigenetics of a DNA. So if you can look at if this is in some way positively impacting the epigenetics, which is the way the cell expresses itself every time it, sure. it transcribes, there'd be a huge implication and substantiation of what you guys are doing uh, just on a deeper level. Sure. Well, it's definitely something to look into. So, one thing that you said, Jim, that that kind of perked my ears up was improvement in performance. So, Mm -hmm. transparency to the audience. Like, this thing sitting in my gym for three months before I I mean, I use it twice and I was like, I'm busy, I'm doing other things. So, carving out that 15 minutes a day for me is is a challenge. And, you know, if I have 15 minutes, I'm going to spend with my kids, or I'm going to spend it writing, or I'm going to spend it meditating or training or something. And then, as I start to see these people trickle in and getting these tremendous results, I was like, okay, we got to sit down. So, the whole team and I sit down, you know, before we do a couple workouts a week together, we'll sit down and biocharge for 20, 30 minutes. or three sessions and get out and train and we've all seen the benefit and we'll do the post-workout recovery kind of protocol we'll do a theta protocol we've done the pineal protocols all of which we see kind of a different physiological benefit and i'm you know i'm the canary in the coal miner right? like I, I feel things very well i'm pretty into in my body Have been for a long time so when i feel something i'm like okay there's something here don't know what it is can't quantify it but you know i can i can definitely feel more energy i can feel you know my brain feels more clear the one day when you're here first time i just like fall asleep from what the protocols and i was like okay well this is unusual this is very unlike me. what's happening so it's definitely impacting us mm-hmm. and,
2: and so from a performance perspective what have some of your clients experienced um, well, if we look at the – there's typically three types of clients that we have. And one uh, we were drawn to initially was alternative health. People were, you know, more pro- progressive. They were more receptive to some of these things. A lot of people are fed up with conventional medicine. So those were the folks that initially sought us out. And as we evolved, we realized, well, you know, we had – Peak performance, we have professional athletes that started to use it. The World Surf League started to bring it in. And what they were finding was that if they used it before, they had a better performance. If they used it after, they they had faster recovery. There's also a couple other elements that we saw that we couldn't, because it's not a medical device, we couldn't conduct clinical studies, but we're able to do market research and we use three groups. And the first group is a set of athletes that range in age from 20 to about 40. They Some had injuries, some not, but something that we were not looking for that came across that entire group were they felt happier and they had more clarity. And we weren't really looking for the subjective. We were measuring. We had a guy with his master's in exercise science checking their performance, and they had major performance in all categories physically, but they also had this improved performance mentally. So across that group, that has expanded now to what, what we call one from athletic performance to peak performance, because you know Tony Robbins, for example, he's a huge fan, literally, but also has seven biochargers and uses it daily in his own life. His family, his extended family, have all adopted the biocharger. We're so honored. He takes us around the world and has us create these biocharger lounges. So the thousands of people that attend his events have the ability to get more out of it by having more energy. Did you even some
0: feedback on what he actually, you know, objectively or subjectively experiences?
2: Yes. So initially, it became public in 2017 that he had uh, heavy metal toxicity, and turns out I think from eating you know tuna and, and swordfish. Yeah, he's um, always a queen, but. Um, did a lot to try and, and blow it out, but it was having a lot of effects. And we first introduced the biocharger. That's where we initially focused. Yeah, um, protocol. Had at, absolutely. We have he- heavy metals detox. Now, I a lot of people are coming detox. here that have that. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's effective. People that use other modalities that are known for detoxification, including infrared. If we run a detox 15 minute session, they'll notice a difference. I don't care how clean they think they are, they'll find a difference. So it's very effective in eliminating parasites. You know, we have people, and you know, one one in particular that was um, has been riddled with Lyme for three years and is now getting her life back. And nothing works, right? <laughs> Including all
0: the hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on all these modalities, nothing works.
2: And- But, you know, if you get your cells working right and you charge them back and you give them that energy they need and you let them reproduce properly and you can focus frequencies on the target areas or the target condition that's Mm -hmm. the root cause, you have a pretty powerful tool. Yeah, my brain, as you guys walked in the
0: door this morning, I kind of started peppering you with questions because my brain really wants to understand you know, subjectively you see something happening. Now, objectively, I want to understand what is happening. And that's really what it's been, right? So I've seen, you know, as as you said, our guests coming in and having these incredible shifts. I've seen incredible shifts in in my team, you know, short amounts of time. I've seen people literally using it to fall asleep. They're saying they're having this, you know, almost, I don't know, but... Some type of cerebral stimulation from from these different protocols, and so I walked in. And I was just like, "All right, Jim, it's coming <laughs> at you now, right? You're, you're getting bombarded with all these types of questions." And um, now, so I think we're starting to get to that point. Where we're starting to see, you know, how to actually quantify, uh, maybe objectively, what's going on within within the biocharging. Awesome, very cool. Well, I think we should fire it up and get the, get everybody to see what's actually happening. Um, so, Jim Gerard, just before we dive into doing a biocharge here, I want to ask one more question. So, one of the biggest concerns that I had when you guys walked in the door was this whole EMF conversation, right? Everyone's concerned with we're exposed to radio frequencies, we're exposed to electromagnetic frequencies, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, my belief or Maybe prior to having a conversation with you is that we need to get away from as many things as possible and get back to this this resonant Schumann frequency that connects us with the earth and grounding and spending time with nature and spending time in the sun and that's what's going to charge our body well. And then you know it, this is just you know my thought is like hey this is just contributing to more non-resonant frequencies in, in the room, more non-resonant frequencies in, in, in you know around me. Put my my concern to rest with your explanation.
1: Sure. So, Randy, one of the reasons why you wanted to go outside is to experience to those natural ones. Yeah. You're actually going out, I mean, it may have been an unconscious thing, but you are actually going out to experience those frequencies and harmonics that we actually get from nature. Right. I mean, we're constantly being exposed to that. And the way the biocharger is generating it, we're doing it exactly the way nature does. So when uh, you, know, you talk about the Schumann resonance, that's related to all the lightning discharges that are happening around the planet. And those lightning discharges Each one is producing unique sets of harmonics and frequencies that span that whole spectrum. So in essence, the way we're generating is doing that exact same way. So we're producing lightning discharges that you'll see on top of this. And when we do that, we're bringing, we're spreading all that energy out over a wide spectrum of frequencies. So at any one given frequency level, we're very little. We're milliwatts. Whereas what you're talking about with, uh, cell phones and everything else, maybe you know, watts and kilowatts. If you talk about radios,
0: from AM radio or something like that, or even more than that, with power power lines. So that's a really interesting thing that I didn't know. Most people don't know. So an AM radio or a power lines going to be admitting significantly, potentially worse frequency than a cell phone.
1: Way more. I mean, when you really think about it. So when you talk about cell phones, we have towers every couple miles or whatever the distance is because it's such a weak signal. But, you know, AM radio back in the day, you're talking 30, 40,000 watts. And even more importantly is all the power line. So all the power lines, you know, we're talking gigawatts worth of electricity going through power lines and we're scattered all over everywhere that's producing these magnetic fields. Granted, it's not very strong in and around it. So I personally don't have any concerns about it. But uh, when you look at what is being emitted, First and foremost, the number one man-made is power line. second one's AM radio, FM radio, and
0: you know last on the list is radio waves or cell phones. Super interesting. So why do you think there's this huge scare right now We're on 5G going to change our physiology? Now, we didn't talk about the voltage-gated calcium channels. Is that a concern with our body just constantly like firing off these neurons that maybe shouldn't be happening as far as, you know, ultimately degrading our, our electricity over time? Well, there are many things that are actually firing within that 5G network that
1: our bodies are operating and on the molecular level, molecular resonance, they call, it, you know, that's all within that 5G range. So to say that, uh, you know, they're like mutually exclusive as far as you know, our bodies don't want to have electricity, there is an essence of it that we really need that energy in and around us. I mean, we really are electrical. But having these
0: right? isolated frequencies in one range. Yeah, one range different?
1: is not the way to do it. I mean, to me, it, it's more dangerous to have higher powers at one specific frequency than it would be less power. I mean, that's what the FCC determined. There's power levels. As long as you're operating within safe power levels, you're all right. And they determine even cell phones, but the power levels we're operating or, you know, thousands of factors lower than, you know, the cell phone frequencies that you're operating in the 5G's. Our 5G's are literally in the milliwatt range. You know, just like our uh, microwave, you know, we produce microwave frequencies, much like cosmic rays and lightning discharge. But we're not able to heat anything up with it. We're not able to warm things. You know, granted, I wouldn't put my head in the microwave because it causes heating because it's all about power levels operating within the safe power levels and as jim mentioned earlier we do have fcc compliance and that's one of the factors that they look at is to make sure you're operating within you know safe guidelines and uh you know one of the things that they look at are the frequencies and harmonics generated.
0: so why is it that i can feel this when i'm sitting whether a foot away or three offices away and i can't feel the the resonance when i'm outside
1: yeah you know, that is it. i think that there's a there's an aspect that outside you're probably not getting that voltage potential I think that there's the you know, get the frequencies and harmonics. You're getting the visible light component with the lights. If you're close enough to maybe a lightning discharge, you might get you know a little bit higher voltage potential. I think voltage is really a, a driving force with all of this, but you also have to have the frequencies to go along with it. Because if you don't have the frequencies, you're really not uh, frequencies and the harmonics. You're not really
0: communicating with the cells as effectively if you're not in the right frequency. I'd be very curious to know that uh, what's going to happen long-term. So, you know, this constant exposure to electricity, short-term sounds awesome. I want to feel better acutely, but is there any potential of upgrading my my cellular voltage when I'm not having to biocharge three times a day, right? Like, or is it just something like, hey, man, you're going to have to do this for the rest of your life. Is there some way to have this thing positively impact my cellular voltage over the long haul?
1: Uh, Well, I think that so long as we're um, eating the quality of the foods that we are, which isn't very good, the quality of water isn't really there. We're in highly stressed jobs where we're trying to survive. And, you know, our fight or flight mechanisms change completely where it was before. It was just we were always fearful when we were stressed out now um, because somebody's attacking us or we got hurt nowadays, you know. Stress at work, stress at home, stress of kids, everything else has that impact. And I think those are the things that are the daily wear that actually reduces that voltage potential. But if we get to the point where the food's there, you know, the quality of the air is there, I mean, new technology comes out. Maybe we're not having to work quite as hard, you know, got a new energy source that we're not uh, paying the gas man all the time. We're not always stressed out about money and things like that. You may not have to use the as much, but I think you... As long as it's an everyday
2: society and the way food is, air is, I think there's always going to be need for it. You know, and if you think about it like your cell phone, you know, after daily use, you got to recharge a cell phone after our daily lives, you know, we have to recharge sure. ourselves of that energy. Right. So we're designed to, to to find sources to get energy. Sure, Sleep that. is,
0: that's where we're supposed to do that. But I'm just going down the path of it. like, maybe, maybe the generation two is like, Hey, this is actually going to stick around for, you know, this is going to last a while. I don't know if that's even possible. But, you know, I'm thinking of specific to the brain, right? We know that as we age, the voltage drops. And that's why you're not able to think as well. Your memory starts to decline. You know, the brain doesn't function as well. If there's some way to possibly amplify the the you know, voltage in the brain or everywhere in the body, it would be massive. And, you know, I was first aware of that when I did some neurofeedback training in Sedona, like looking at... The variance in person-to-person, person, the amount of voltage in their brain is crazy. and That's just the speed of trend, transmission of the signal, and your speed slows down. You don't think it's quickly, right? Sure. Super interesting, and I think this is this has tremendous implications. So we're going to fire it up.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah let's, do it. let's do it. Yeah, the brain's the biggest energy hog of the body. so well, this your first time seeing it? Okay. Yeah, so what protocol are we doing here, Jim? Uh, we're doing alpha wave. So, this is designed to uh, stimulate thought in the in the brain to put the alpha waves. We actually have a recipe called theta wave, which, I think you referred to earlier, can put you to sleep, pretty, sleep yep. pretty quickly. Jim, you want to talk a little bit more about the, the alpha
1: wave and the origin of it? Yes, yeah, so the alpha wave we were working on is mainly with brain wave activities. So, if you look at the brain waves, there's alpha, beta, theta. Alpha, beta, I think it's around, I think. Starts around 4 hertz to 12 hertz, and then there's a beta is 12 to 34 hertz. So we're pulsing within those ranges that's helping to stimulate more on 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 the brainwave activity.
0: So that's the frequency of those flashes. The, is the pulses, yes. Yeah. So we're pulsing at the low frequency. So, so but all of the, the mechanisms are pulsing at that frequency, including yeah. the magnet, including Not everything. All. everything. Well, there's a
1: well, there's a, the pulse. So what we're actually doing is we're turning off and on a radio transmitter. So actually, the radio transmitter is at uh, 217 kilohertz. And what we're doing is we're pulsing that off and on, and that's what we're seeing is uh, this slower pulse, which is similar to what happens with lightning discharges. Each lightning discharge has its own unique resonant frequency that's pulsing, but when it does a quick pulse it just releases harmonics. So each time we're pulsing that we're generating unique
2: sets of harmonics and frequencies. Good for the camera. Get accelerated.
0: So that's about an 11 minute
2: protocol I saw? Yes, yeah. So the average recipe is about 12 minutes. Where we have it in centers where people were coming in and using sessions makes it easy they can get four sessions in in an hour a lot of times we'll have people that'll want to come in for a session for energy or for pre-workout or recovery so it's really nice to know that you know in in 15 minutes you're in and out and uh, and off to the races
0: is there any such a thing thing as doing too much like if I did more than three or four at a time so I can actually really feel like a little bit of mental um, clarity or less tension, but if I went through and did four or five protocols in a row, would there be some negative? If I did this protocol three times in a row, or if I did other protocols, would there be a point of diminishing returns? Yeah,
1: that's how I look at more diminishing returns. I don't think you're going to get the benefit uh, as much the first time as you would the last time, but we've attended some of these shows, uh, Tony Robbins, where we're running at $14 a day for literally a week, Um, and we're around it the whole time. And It's not like it may be that much better. But I didn't feel, you know, I didn't get as many times as we were exposed to it, I didn't feel right. like it drained me as much as I think I hit a point out, okay, I'm charged and
0: that's about it. Right. And one thing you talked about that was really interesting was, was maybe the implications of cancer, because people are like, hey, maybe this is non-resin treatments, could accelerate that. But you had some some thoughts where maybe they're using frequencies in, in cancer yeah. therapy and so for instance uh nanonite
1: this company called nanonite that uh, utilizes high voltage for treatment of cancer so one of the things that they do is they actually stick electrodes inside of cancer cells hit it with high voltage and causes them to open up a foray and it makes it a better drug delivery system for chemotherapy. For instance. So they are embracing some of this technology. They also use it for cancer therapy. They use photomodulation now. So they use certain lights that will activate certain dyes that they put in the body and things to help target and uh, kill cancer cells and things like that. But so it's yeah. not
0: going to negatively impact um, healthy cells?
1: No, I think in the end of the day, it's always about charging that cell up. I mean, it may... You know, there has been work, there was a guy named um, Anthony Holland at Skidmore College that was using radio frequencies and harmonics on cancer cells, and he was literally watching the cancer cells blow apart on screen, and even when they tried to split into n- new cancer cells, they were literally popping off the screen just from using radio waves. So, um, there has been shown research and promise in that arena as far as, you know, light frequencies and harmonics and voltage uh,
0: helping. Answer. that seems to be everyone's big concern right now it's either gonna be cancer it's gonna be some type of neurodegenerative disease and electricity somewhere or another is impacting both of those so to, yeah. to kind of put our mind to rest it's important to know how those things work mechanistically and then how this is going to positively or negatively impacted if at all so thank you for the information yeah, no all right, guys, that's a wrap. We've got Jim Drug, Jim Law from
2: Biocharger. Check them out biocharger.com. Where else can they find some info on you guys? Uh, definitely on Instagram, Facebook, Biocharger NG. Uh, reach out to us. We'd love to give you more information. And... Uh, We've got a lot of systems around the country, so or around the world. So if you want to just try one somewhere, reach out to us. and We'll connect you with somebody to arrange for you to go check it out.
0: Or you can just pop at the My Forty Gym and do one with me and the team. And uh, with that, we're going to end it here and enjoy the rest of our Alpha Wave session. Maybe some meditation to follow. Cheers, guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode.